What's going on, folks? Hope you're all doing well. Welcome back to episode 248 of the Bordello. The Italy-England match just finished. Dilo and I are here to break it down in its immediate aftermath. It was not a good game. It was not a good game for our Azzurri side. England beat us 3-1. to There is a lot to yell about. Either you're Italian and watching this and this will be cathartic for you, or you're not and you're here to watch and rubberneck and watch some Italian guy fall apart on air. And that may happen because it's been a fucked up week in um, the world of Italian football. Um, And, uh, and... You know, this podcast started off because it its subject matter was Italian football, and I think, I believe, it was able to exist because of the fact that there is a lot of crazy stuff that tends to happen around the game, and there was never any lack of material. Stuff is always going to happen that is crazy and worth talking about, Um. In the world of Italian soccer, in my opinion, I've been following it for a very long time, but this past week feels especially um, especially chaotic, and it feels especially all over the map for a number of reasons. First off, let's talk about, I mean, let's talk about the fucking most important thing in the world right now. Let's, we can agree, by the way, of all the things going on in the world right now. The biggest, the biggest issue of our time right now is the is the is the betting scandal going on in Italy, right? In, Ita- in Italian football, that's the greatest issue of our time uh, currently that we are facing as a society. I'm going to talk about it because it's the most important thing going on right now. Okay, I am not going to dance on a string and be a puppet and talk about wars in the Middle East and stuff. I'm going to talk about what really matters, which is uh, what a rich gambling addict who plays a sport and bets on sports is having to go through. That is the thing that is personally aggrieving me the most this week. I want you to know I'm a man of the people. It's been made very clear that while some people did like the last episode on Israel and Palestine and message me to say so, thank you for that, but... um, <sighs> I think I, I might be, you know, I might be, um, it might be falling on deaf ears. So we're not going to do that every week. Once in a while, I might have to bang the drum and say, look, pay attention to what's going on. But I understand, like, some of the TikTok comments that I get on my videos, I mean, do, do make me wonder, like, what, why the fuck I'm even doing this? Like, you know, I'll talk about, I, I posted one a couple weeks ago, uh, talking about how Italy's changed. Kind of like joking and like satirizing how, hey, bro, you know, Amadou speaks better than you. You know, like Italian, you know, Italians abroad, you know, still feel very Italian, but, you know, immigrants now speak better than them. And I just posted that without saying that it was a bad thing. But I think what I realized is a lot of the comments and a lot of the likes were from people who were like, yeah, 
fuck those guys. That is a problem. And I wasn't saying it was a problem, but I got, like, the indication, like, there were foundations. There were, like, Italian, like, pride foundations and stuff. Well, I won't name, but, like, fucking, like, the Brooklyn this and the fucking, the, 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 the Northeast Italian, you know, charity or the, the Sicilian education fund. Like, they're fucking liking my shit. And I don't know that these people are all, like, you know, understanding the, the nuance of what I'm saying and the, 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 the tone, you know? I think they're just hearing, you know, there's a lot of Arabs in uh, Italy now that are talking... Uh, Italian better than you, bro, and, you know, that's a real issue. We gotta kill these people, right? That's how That's how I think they're thinking in their brain. I'm seeing the comments, they're like, Balotelli's a disgrace to his adoptive family. Shit like that, you know? So let's talk about Italian football. Sure, that's what you want, you got it. It's a good fucking week to do that. It's a great week to talk about the champions of Europe. <laughs> that might be the title of the pod, actually. Champions of Europe. It's a great fucking time to be alive, man. And it, there's a fine balance between there being a little bit of chaos in Italian football, which propels the team forward, and the chaos actually debilitating the team. I think we might be seeing the latter now. There were uh, two huge stories, I think, in the world of Italian football that went down in the past seven days. We'll talk about those, but we're then going to kind of, I think, look at how you know, um, how these things are reflected in the aftermath of the England game. How it reflects on the Italian Football Federation, the Italian Football League, Serie A, Italian football as a whole. Um, yeah. Those two things are the betting scandal and the fact that Italy's hosting the Euro. Why don't we start there? Italy's going to host the Euro in 2032. So, no f no fear. No fear. Eventually, we will play in a tournament in our lifetime. Just live another 10 years. You'll see it. So, that's good. Um, can you pull up the, uh, the table, by the way? Just the table of the current standings in Italy's qualification campaign for the Euro. So, just we can throw that up in the background. But, um, Italy's going to be hosting the Euro with Turkey. Because that's where we're at now. That is where Italian football is at. You understand? They cannot host on their own. They don't have the infrastructure to do so. They need a shared bid with the Turks. Now, I feel like we might have piggybacked on it a little bit. Because I think Turkey was hell-bent on trying to host a tournament. So maybe this is like a bonus where Italy gets some, you know, games in the Euro and gets to qualify. It's a smart move. They get to fix the stadiums. Because they'll have to. Because they have a gun to their head. You understand? We'd love to see how that happens now, by the way. Now that stadiums are going to have to be built so that, you know, the tournament can take place in Italy so that they don't lose hosting privileges and, you know, make a mockery of the country on the global stage. Um, again, not that any of these things actually matter, but they are the things that people care about and talk about. And they will notice that Italy is kind of, you know, it will appear to be farcical. And again, it is a farcical country in a lot of ways. But but just keep that in house. You know what I'm saying? Let people come to visit the Amalfi Coast. Let people go to, you know, Taormina. Let people go to fucking Sardinia. Have a good time. And be away from the away from the shit, you know, that goes on from, from October to April, you know? When the winter scandals are going on, you know? Um... 
it's important to keep that in-house and let people have their own, you know, their own image of it. It's like parents with the kid, you know, parents going through a, a rocky relationship, but you put on a strong face for the kids, you know, you put on a strong face for the tourists. You know what I'm saying? You can't have it make the news. You can't have it on BBC News, you know. Italy have, have pulled out of hosting the European Championship in 2032 because of... I don't know what fucking accent I'm doing here. But, but fuck it. I'm not doing a good British accent today. Fuck it. Not after England beat Italy. Just, I, just, I, it's, that's, you know... Ita Italian lives matter. <laughs> the the, the WAP Panthers. That's, I'm doing the fucking the fist right now for, for people listening. WAP lives matter. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> but, but... This podcast, by the way, I was telling you before, this podcast is just like an ADDH, an ADHD brain, like, just, just, just off the rails. That, that's what it is. It, it's, it's, it's a stream of consciousness from the brain of ADHD. That's what it is. But anyway, so, so just to stay on subject here, Italy will have to erect new stadia or keep the bones of their stadiums, but completely renovate them, apparently. And um, that's good. They will have no choice but to do so now because no, the consequences of not doing so will be people becoming aware of what a, uh, you know, chaotic country it is. And people kind of, I think, do know that conceptually. But to really see it to the point that that would be Italy having to pull out of a tournament because they can't get stadiums built because the local municipalities are all putting up too much red tape that would be a, a really bad look and it will be prevented at all costs you know what i'm saying now that the gloves are off the stadiums will get built municipalities will no longer be allowed to be picky where was this initiative for the last 20 years you know rocco comiso built a training ground for fiorentina and I'm seeing, I'm seeing like it get posted about, like it's a big deal. They're unveiling it. They got his name posted in in, in rock or in stone. R Rocco B. Comiso. Not a coincidence that his middle name is Benito. By the way, that's very, that's very, that's a very Mussolini move right there. That's a very cult of personality move. Oh look, the, it doesn't say thanks Rocco B. Comiso. It doesn't say Rocco B. Comiso Park. It just says Rocco B. Comiso. His name. His name is posted outside the training ground which is odd but anyway it's being celebrated because he invested money into inv opening a fucking training ground viola park he tried to build a stadium but they wouldn't let him so he said fuck it i'm building a training ground instead you understand that's not good um it's not good that he wasn't able to build a stadium despite wanting to you have people from abroad saying listen we will th we're throwing money at you we'll build stadiums please let us and they say nay nay so, hopefully that could change now. Apparently, the stadium's not being up to par is the greatest issue of our time in the pro like within the context of Italian football. Because Gabriele Gravina said, the biggest issue right now is the lack of stadium infrastructure. It's true that it's bad. Is that the biggest issue? Is that the biggest issue? Maybe, because if the stadiums are full, then I guess clubs make more money. If they own their own stadiums, I guess they make more money. That helps them, you know. I'm thinking about this in a very elementary way, but I, more money for the clubs, I guess, is good, right? 
I don't think that's what's going to make the difference and get it on par with the Premier League. The Premier League, guys, is leaps and bounds ahead of Serie A, and let me tell you why. The fact that anyone who comes to the that comes to the defense of Serie A will talk about the tactics of the league and how it's a very tactically woke league. You got to be really sharp. You got to be sharp between the ears to play in Italy. Let me tell you. Because they'll sit you down, the coaches will, and they'll give you entire tactical breakdowns of the matches, the likes of which you'll have never seen before. And you'll have the coach of Italy, Luciano Spalletti, one of the great football thinkers in the country right now, say stuff like, pull this up here if you want to overlay this, um, say stuff like he said in a press conference this week, I sent it to you, um, like talking about how football is uh, uh, 20%, um, what did he say? Just scroll up, scroll up. Ball possession is made up of 30% fun. 30%. Why did I lose? Why did I lose it? Just pull it up here. Anyway, while you get this figured out. He says something along the lines of ball possession is 30% fun, 30% creativity, and 40% recovering the ball. But then, based on how well you recover the ball, the other, uh, you know, the fun and the creativity could go up substantially. It's like, what the fuck? Like, I get it. It's should've, cool. Should have listened to you. Oh, your laptop died, did yeah. it? Would you like to go get a charger? Yeah, let me go get that. Okay. Was that like thirty percent though? Well, you know that that that'll happen when you plug in. <laughs> that'll happen when you plug it into your uh, to your phone. I'm an expert at this game, dude. I'm an expert at having my laptop die on me during the pod. This might be a while because Delo's barely able to walk right now. Should I talk to myself or should we... We're just going to cut it there. Fuck it. Hang on. We'll be right back. All right. Delo's laptop is back plugged in. We got the quote here. So it's... Ball possession is made up of 30% fun, 30% effort, and 40% of ball possession is the loss of trivial balls and quick recovery of the ball you lost. And then depending on how you do this, how few you lose... How many you regain, there is more effort or more fun. Loss or regaining the ball is a ball ache. But um, tss. shout out to uh, Uncle Sharma, who was recently on the pod a few months ago uh, for translating that. that. That's not, you know, that's a pretty, I listened to the actual quote. It's pretty good, you know. It's, he, he did it in his typical, you know, in his typical Spalletti fashion, rambling on about nonsense in a very, uh, you know, in an almost sing-song way. Possesso della palla e il 30% divertimento, 30% effort, what the fuck? Sfor La sforza, it's not the right word, but whatever. 40% della, <laughs> 40% e la, e, la, e, la, e la sconfitta delle palle, sconfitta is a loss. Yeah, this isn't a, this isn't a good uh, look on my, on my livello d'italiano today. But, but, the, but he does go on on very long and convoluted sentences. I will say, and and again, that's Italian football, tactical, cerebral, fantastic. Can we fucking play the game quickly, if we have to? It appears not. Let's talk about the England game for a sec here. Um, the issue with that game, in the immediate aftermath of it, 
and, and this is, by the way, probably like the least important thing that we're going to talk about on the pod this week. Because people are going to be listening to this over the course of the next week, and the game will have become an increasing distant, you know, an increasingly distant memory. But, you know, and I think we will look to focus more on some of the larger macro issues. But, but in the context of this game in particular, let's just remember that, that we're playing against an England side who are good, but who we beat in the Euro final quite handily playing our own way. So, you could see that a side like England has a real core. They have a real core. I was telling you this before, right? They know who their players are, and they're playing game in, game out. We currently are in a situation where we're figuring out who the fuck we need and who the fuck uh, we should call up or exclude, who's working, who's not. Then thrown into all this, you have guys getting banned for fucking match-fixing or for gambling, which doesn't help, which does not help. And England play quickly. You could tell that their players play in a better league than in Serie A. By better, I mean it's more, it's more in line with the way that modern football is played. The best teams play quickly. Napoli won the Scudetto last year playing quickly, playing like a Premier League team in some ways. When you play quickly... Um, it's, it's just better if you're able to do it, if you're able to execute. And it feels like our guys currently just don't have it in them, maybe because they don't get the reps, because almost everyone who plays for the Italian national team plays in Italy. It's almost like they just don't play at a quick enough pace ever. And that can be fine if you're able to play at your pace and you know dictate the pace at which the match is played. Give it to them. But if you kind of get sucked into a match that is quick and at modern football pace... You look exposed. You look like you have nothing going forward, and your only option is to try to pump balls into the cross. Uh, sorry, pump balls into the box via crosses. So, um, that's what we saw. I mean, that's what we saw. We took a 1-0 lead, and then we kind of fell apart. And good on Gianluca Scamacca for scoring a goal, but fuck, I, I mean, they just, they just fell the fuck apart. And it's like, you know... I would have I would have loved to have seen Gianluca Mancini in that game just to kill Harry Kane. Because that is how you have to play against England. Currently, England, though they don't win tournaments, are still, you know, a good barometer of like what the top international level of play is. Them, Germany, France, Spain. We currently are not. We were in 2021 the way we were playing, you might argue. Currently we don't have that anymore. It does not help that Sandro Tonali is going to be disappeared off the face of the earth for I don't know how long now. Uh, and and that's not good. That's that's real. That's a real issue when you don't have a ton of creative modern midfielders. Sandro Tonali is like one of the few guys that's playing in England that's like doing quite well right now at Newcastle. Aren't they one of the top teams in the country right now? Aren't they not? Are they not like second or third place? They're killing it. He's playing ninety minutes a game for them, and he's he's. He's 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 with it. They're eighth. They're eighth. Okay. Well, I still think they've been playing well. And to lose him is not good. Now Zaniolo, another player who's playing in the Premier League, who's getting those sharp reps, gone out. We're not Ukraine. You know, if we lose a couple of players, we do have a little bit of depth. Domenico Berardi is a good player. He would get into a lot of the best teams in the world. But he, it's it's. There's something amiss. There is 
a clear lack of coherence in the way that the team plays. And, you know, listen, can you really blame something about England, Matt? Like, they're just so much cooler than us now, you know? The players are cooler. The players are more well-followed. I know that doesn't dictate a whole hell of a lot. The Italian players are more followed around the world than the Macedonian players are. And they beat us a year ago and tied us recently. But everything about the English national team just feels cooler. The Premier League feels cooler. You know, their best players, Jude Bellingham and Harry Kane, are playing for, like, two of the best teams in the world. I don't know. Like, they got Central C and shit. They got fucking Dave. You know, like, they're, they're just... They're operating on a, on a higher level, I think. Just, just... Everything about the team is more modern. It's more current. It's more new world. It's, I'm not even kidding. I wonder how much, like, all these stupid little factors play into it. You know? Just feeling like, yeah, man, I'm English. England is really cool right now. Everyone loves England for our, uh, you know, our exports. Um, the only export that people love from Italy is like food. But English culture currently is cooler. It's more contemporary than Italian culture. And I, I don't know, man, it's like. It's like that's it's like that's enabling the Premier League to be as big as it is. It's like it's like one of the things that is making it as a league interesting to the world. You know? Dave talks about how he's lads with Arsenal players from the same projects and you know Said Arsenal players are playing for England. They play in the Prem. They play in the Prem fam. There's a wide range of, of English footballer. You have the, uh, you know, you have the, you have the, the immigrant background guys. They're cool. Top boy. You got Ari Kane. Ari Kane, yeah. Tottenham, Tottenham, yeah. Riley. Got the Cockney. That's kind of. That's kind of cool. There's just a wide interest. You got Jack Grealish, uh, Birmingham. That's how I speak. It peaky blinders, like yeah, like like. There's just more coming out of that country that I think is 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 enabling it to, I guess, be at the forefront of football. Maybe this is a bit of a stretch, but but it just felt like 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 metaphorical almost to have this like kind of, you know lethargic country playing against this really cool one right now I'd, I'd rather culturally I'd rather be Italian than English because I do think we have a I mean every it's cool to be proud of any any cultures most cultures have a lot of redeeming you know uh, factors to them but but um, you do have to kind of look at the the practical like applicability of Italian culture in matters such as this. Like, sometimes, like, though it is cool to come from a country that's like, ah, you know, vita bella, you know, it's all a little chaotic, everything's corrupt. Yeah, that is cool, and it is a little charming, but it's not productive. And you wonder if the fundamental, like, Italian ethos is what's kind of fucking up the soccer a little bit. 
and and um, you know the level of the league, and by consequence, the level of the national team itself. Again, it's not like we don't have players who could have done better in this game. Again, a guy like Gianluca Mancini, I'd have played to kill Harry Kane. He's older, he's more experienced than Giorgio Scalvini. I like Giorgio Scalvini. Gianluca Mancini is making more tactical fouls, the likes of which we, you know, we'd see from Giorgio Chiellini, who has helped us beat England in the recent past. Giacomo Bonaventura's on the bench. Good creative player, played well against Malta. Yeah, it's only Malta, but hey, if you're going to call the fucking guy up, right? Because you think he's got something and you think he's, um, you know, capable of, of creating, you got you to gotta put him in situations where he can do that thing. There's not a lot of creativity with a guy like Brian Cristante in the midfield. And by the way, I don't know that the intention was to play Brian Cristante. We have a real fucking issue right now. Like, we're lacking personnel now. Um, who is Fabrizio Corona? If you're not familiar with that name, I think a lot of you guys are, but just to enlighten some of the folks that are maybe a little less tuned into what's been going on the last week, Fabrizio Corona is a journalist who over the course of the last week began leaking the names of players who have allegedly been betting and gambling on sports, which I believe in Italy pro athletes are not allowed to do. It has created a real shitstorm and a real headache because as these things have been getting exposed, investigations have been getting launched, launched against these players. And there is a real chance that most every player involved will be banned. Who the fuck is Fabrizio Corona? Where is he from? Zoom in, please. Let's pull this up here. Where is he from? Catania. Interesting. So we got this fucking Sicilian guy. Some fucking... What's he... What's his thing? Wasn't he in jail? He's an entrepreneur and playboy. So he's not a journalist. I'm sorry. I was under the impression that he was. He is a former partner and director of Coronas, a photo of, sorry, a photographic agency in Milan. He was involved in the, can you zoom in, dude? I'm, uh, I'm not able to zoom in on your laptop for some odd reason. I don't know what's going on here. So he exposes scandals. He's just a fucking, he's a clout chaser. He's just, he's not even a journalist who's like trying to reveal the truth. He's just doing it for a laugh. He's doing it for the culture. He's doing it for the vibe. In 2015, he was sentenced by the Supreme Court of Italy to 13 years imprisonment and two, sorry, 13 years and two months imprisonment. All right, we're, we're having a bit of a tech difficulty here. I don't know. You just stop. Is whatever you're doing, you could just stop, Dilo. I'll, I'll, I'll scroll. It's fine. I'll toggle. But, okay. So Fabrizio Corona is this guy. This fucking, just some fucking guy. This is how crazy Italian football is. It's not even like this was like a deep, like, uh, like, uh, situation where some journalist got embedded into Italian football and began like getting inside news and leaking it to the press for the sake of journalistic integrity. This is just a guy who went rogue and said, you know, these fucking guys are savages, bro. These guys are fucking degenerates, bro. 
and the names involved. So Nicolò Fagioli, uh, Nicolò Zagnolo, and Sandro Tonalli have all been accused of having placed bets. They could be facing bans of one to two years for their actions. Sandro Tonali apparently is going to agree to a plea deal. He might be out for about 10 months. It would see him miss the Euro if we hypothetically qualify. And um, there's no guarantee of that currently. Currently, we're in third place with a game in hand over the Ukraine. If we beat them... I read something. If we beat Macedonia, uh, as long as we tie against Ukraine, we're through. Okay. Because of the head-to-head. Let's assume that's true. We beat Macedonia. That gets us on 13 points. Well, no. No, hang on. We beat Macedonia. Wait, yeah. Wait, yes. Sorry. You're right. You're right. Well, all right. We only had to tie Switzerland last year, did we not? And we didn't. Um, or did we have to beat Switzerland we had last to beat year? Them. Anyway, whatever. We only had to. We had to just. You know, it's funny. I'm shitting on Turkey. Turkey's going to qualify for the Euro. They're like in a really good spot right now. I think they actually did. They qualified today. So that's where we're at now. Italy and Turkey are hosting a tournament together. Um. Italian football is so fucking down bad that they need to resort to using the Turks to host a tournament. But the Turks are doing better than us on the pitch. Um, the concerning thing here is that even if they qualify, there's a real gap right now in level between us and the likes of England. As evidenced by, you know, the thorough dismantling of our team today. Again, the team might look different come the summer if we do hypothetically qualify. But, you know, there's something, to, there's something to be said about how quickly the team fell apart after the Euro. It didn't have to. We're having a hard time finding a new core, and guys who are going to be part of that core are now going to disappear off the face of the earth for a little while. Um, what the fuck, man? Do you think Zaniolo brokered the uh, Italy-Turkey uh, host or something, hosting job? Like, you know, he went from Italy to go play in Turkey, and he's like, hey, bro, you can get away with fucking murder over here. Host with these guys. Don't worry about it. I've been gambling fucking nonstop since I got here. I put my name on the fucking websites. They don't give a shit. You know? They're a good partner to have. They won't cause issues. Can we uh, kill Fabrizio Corona? No, but no, but really, how did he get, how was he allowed to, how was he allowed to get this shit out? Well, do you have more details on what exactly happened? I, I don't know how this guy got the scoops. He would just, he would go on Twitter and shit, or on his Instagram stories and say, yeah, uh, I got a crazy news story for you guys. There's like 20 players in Serie A that are betting, and I have the scoop, you know? Said he came from a family of journalists. I came from a family of journalists, so it's in his blood. He just got the itch. And he decided to ruin a couple of guys' lives. These guys need to appeal forever, and they need to... Like, when I get a ticket in the mail, I, I appeal forever. I just defer. I defer. You defer the fucking case until you get your demerit points back, and then you just, you know, you cut a deal. That's what these guys have to do. They have to defer. They got to play in the Euro. If we do hypothetically qualify, and then they got to just...
cut a plea deal. If the Fijichi actually comes out and bans these guys, um, they're missing the point. You don't get it. When you, when you are the Federation, you make the rules. You could decide. If you're important to us, we give you friendly sentences. The UFC just cut ties with USADA last week because Conor McGregor is juiced to the gills right now and wants to come back and fight. And USADA wouldn't let him. And the UFC said, hey, hey, stop being gay. And they were like, no, we're very gay. We're very gay, thank you very much. We like it up the ass and fucking we like it hitting our prostate. That's how we like it. Right up the ass. That's where we take it. And the UFC said, see ya, homos. We're homophobic. Get the fuck out. We don't like your kind. Because they could do that. They're the organization. Is betting illegal in Italy? It might be. That's an issue. If it's a, if it's a, if it's a, 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 a federal case, that's not good. But, um, you know, can you just get them? At that point, just pull a Berlusconi. Statute of limitations. Deferred. Defer. Cut a deal. You know, no, no prison. Just, uh, you know, a slap on the wrist. A pee-pee whack. The Fijici has the power to come out and, you know, set an example here. And the example should not be we're coming after you if you gamble. The example should be, hey, listen. If you're important to us, we got your back. Now, if you're some, you know, if you're some poor bastard who just signed for Sassuolo, we'll make an example of you. We'll kill you if we have to. We'll hang you. But if your name is Sandro Tonali, sorry, no, you know. Is, is, it, is it a FIFA ban that they would face or is it a Fiji Chi ban? Because that's relevant. If the Fiji Chi is saying you're banned from taking part in our activities, that is one thing. Or do Fiji Chi bans apply to FIFA? You, under, you understand what I'm saying? That's where it gets a little weird to me. That is where I think it's, uh, you know, relevant to um, to know what what exactly is is is, what the is going on here. I'm sorry. It's with the Fiji Sea. Yep. So Nicolo Fagioli today was banned for seven months for betting violations. Interesting. So he could play at the Euro, hypothetically. Juventus midfielder Nicolo Fagioli was banned for seven months by the Italian Soccer Federation on Tuesday for betting violations. Fagioli agreed to a plea bargain with the Italian Federation, which included therapy for gambling addiction. Afatto bravo! That's what you gotta do. You gotta claim addiction. You gotta play the victim. You gotta play the victim. You gotta say, I'm helplessly addicted to this. I'm sucking cock! I'm running out of money. I'm fucking sucking dick for fucking money so I can gamble. That's what he's gotta claim. You understand? Um... Apparently, I know some people in Turin who are saying that everyone knew about it. Like, he had friends who would just place, ba place bets for him. His issue was he actually registered with his own name on a few accounts. So, he's helplessly addicted, you see. He couldn't help it. That, that's, that's the move. How's the lighting, by the way? Does it look odd? It's fine. It feels like it's dark around here. Anyway. Am I orange on the... You were before, I but would... now that it's dark... I was a little orange, but now we're... Good. Okay, interesting. So, um, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. Like, the, the Catholic Church would have never allowed this to happen. Do you understand? The Catholic Church comes out and they kill their adversaries. They keep stories under wraps. You understand? The Fijici might have known about this and now they're caught between a rock and a hard place. I hope to God that the Fijici knew about this and was trying to keep it quiet. And this fucking guy decided to go public with it. But if that's the case, I'm a little disappointed that they didn't hire a hitman and take him out. You know? Or just run him over with a car. Just keep him in the hospital so he can't tweet, you know? 
pay a little visit. Someone just smothers him like fucking, you know, like in The Godfather Part 2. Where someone went to like smother Hyman Roth in the, in the, Cuban, in the Cuban hospital. You know, make it look like he just died. He sucked him to his injuries. Oh, well, you know, freak accident. Oh, well, and you know what? Everyone knows when that happens, everyone knows it was a hit. But everyone kind of respects it a little bit. You want to send a message? That's the fucking message you send if, the, if you're the fucking BGG. That is the message you send. If you come for us, we'll kill you. You understand? You got to behave like the church sometimes. You got to take the lessons of the church. There's value there. There's real fucking value to what the church espouses some of the time. So, he was fined 12,500 euro. You know the thing that's killing him the most about that is he's saying, bro, if I fucking, if I fucking put 12,000 12, euro on this dude, if I fucking put 12,000 euro on, on XY bet, I could have paid for my next trip to Mallorca. You know he's thinking that, right? Because that is how these guys' brains work. Apparently, Zaniolo bet on Roma games that he was on the bench for. And I get it. You might say that's not a good look, but that's fine. It's not like he's out here betting against his team, you know? I saw a quote that Buffon recently came out and said, you know, Fajoli's a great, he's a great player. He's a great lad, too. Buffon, the biggest, you know, fucking gambler of our of our time in all the sport, came out and said he's a good good lad. He's got what it takes, you know. The Fijici knew about Buffon's betting. If I knew about Buffon's betting in like 2010, because my uncle told me about Buffon's betting, the Fijici knew about Buffon's fucking betting. Nothing happened. The problem is this fucking rat Corona came out and said, I want people to talk about me. And the big, the biggest thing I could do right now is no name him, like, like fucking, I don't know, like, like, uh, like, like, like God in uh, Judaism, like where I just don't write the name, I don't draw it, I don't draw him, you know, like in Islam with the prophet, like I, just, he's, he's he who shall not be named, he's Voldemort. That would be the best thing to do in this case. They're like he's like a school shooter. You just don't name him, you know. I want to be famous. Let me shoot up these people. Ah, fuck you. No one will ever know who you are. I ain't saying your name. You know what I'm saying? Bury it. Same idea. I'm, I, I, I'm really, I'm really annoyed by this whole thing. It's not good. It's it, here's why it's um, a problem. It it shows that the Italian Federation is weak. It shows that the Italian Federation is weak. They should be coming out and killing people if necessary. Once they find out that this guy's, you know, got any intention of fucking going public with a thing, you end his life. That's all. And if you don't, that's fine. You could be taking the principled approach, but you don't mean business. You know? So. I feel like the Fiji Chi only means business when it comes to things to do with their own, like, funding and sponsors and shit and... and this is not just a primary concern of theirs. I don't think they, they I don't think they uh, wanted enough. And here's the thing. You could hire a hitman in Italy quite easily. You could hire a hitman very easily in Italy. You know? They wouldn't be the first. The church used to use the mafia all the time to do its dirty work. So, you want people to fucking fear the Italian Federation again? You got to turn into the mafia. You got to turn into the Catholic Church. So, 
That's the only way that people are going to fear Italy again. You need to become all-powerful. There needs to be a threat of violence and, and repercussion. You know what I'm saying? We got less money? That's fine. We fucking take it. Numbers appear out of thin air. Oopsie-daisy. How did that happen? I don't know. Shut up and take the money. You know what I mean? So. Use the mafia to wash money and build stadiums. Buy off local politicians. You got to do it the right way. You got to do it the way that works best in the country in question. So. You going to watch the UFC fight this weekend? Yeah. The UFC card. Yeah, yeah. It's in uh, Abu Dhabi. It's in Abu Dhabi. Let's go Maniscalco. Where's this fucking fight this weekend? It's in Abu Dhabi. You heard of this place? Apparently they got these fucking thoughts going to Abu Dhabi. It's like a Muslim Islamic country, but the women there all got fake tits and shit. What's happening over here? You believe what's wrong with people? What do you not love God? What do you not love Allah? What are you disrespecting Muhammad? What's wrong with you? A lot of Muslims on that card, they uh, stack the Abu Dhabi cards with Dagestanis. Don't suspect there's going to be a lot of Israeli flags in the cage next week. I hope one guy does. <laughs> I wish Paulo Costa was fighting because he would do that just for fun. You know? Oh, man. Volkanovski's such a nice guy, too. How great would it be if he just turned heel and was like, oh, I fucking disavow the Palestinian people, mate. Oh, I stand with I was staying with fucking Israel. You know, that's what I fucking think. <laughs> I was listening. <laughs> I was listening to Ben Shapiro today, just because uh, that's how I support Israel. That's how I show support for Israel is by uh, by listening to Ben Shapiro and by going to Falafel Saint Jacques, the Israeli falafel place in Montreal. That's how I show support for the Israeli people. I show support for Palestine by watching Fauda, a show on Netflix that I started watching this week, which kind of you know humanizes both sides of the plight. Granted, they only, I mean, the only Palestinians in the show are terrorists, but, you know, it's, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part either way, right? Um, I was listening to Ben Shapiro today. Apparently, the Daily Wire is launching a streaming service for children because they think that, like, you know, Disney's going woke and shit, so they're fighting back and saying, you know, subscribe to our service. We got original content and we got the rights to shit. It's safe for your kids. I tell you what, I'd let my kids watch that shit. Because, you know, they're going to get exposed to a lot of left-wing stuff in the world. Worst case, they get exposed to right-wing shit as well. And then it's just balanced, right? Best case scenario, it's like, you know, just normal. Like, it's like not political. It's just apolitical, which is what they claim. But I wish it were right-wing. You know, that'd be funny, you know? <laughs> it's like, you know, like, I don't know. Fucking Disney's going a little silly right now. I don't know. I don't want my fucking... I don't want my daughter to watch the transgender Snow White. I'll buy the Daily Wire streaming service, you know? Thinking it's going to be just like, you know... Standard nonpartisan shit. Then my kid just comes out and is like, <laughs> just starts disavowing Hamas. <laughs> you know? I'm at dinner, you know? 
Like he's like, did you know that Hamas is a terrorist group and that fifty five percent of Israelis, fifty five percent of people in Palestine and the in the Gaza Strip support Hamas? You know. I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? She's like, did you know that in Hamas is, in Hamas is. Uh, uh, raison d'être Did you know that Hamas's raison d'être Is stated as being To eradicate Jews Off the face of the earth And I'm like What the fuck You've been listening to <laughs> <You know? laughs> Oh fuck Yeah It's a real It's a real It's a real mess with it. I will say this Watching that show Faudas made me realize That um, like Arabic Is a very uh, It's actually a much more Like chill language Than A lot of people think you know, I don't know, like, like when I was a kid, I used to think Arabic was a very harsh language, right? But um, you know, now I've realized that it's, it's, it's really like, it's kind of chill. Like they just, they, they use God, they, they, they throw God into the language a lot, you know? Like, hel like, hello is, to say hello, to greet each other, they go, Salam Alaikum. It's like, may peace be upon you. Then one guy answers, like, and it's like in the fucking translation is like may the mercy peace and glory of God be upon you and it's like what the fuck it's like, peace be upon you may the peace glory and mercy of God be upon you it's like a competition it's like fuck you fuck me fuck you peace be upon me well, fucking may the mercy the peace and the and the love of God upon you in the name of Allah like all like it's they're they're using God like in very positive, productive ways, you know. Then in Italian, what do they say? <laughs> it's like when we when we implement religion into the language, it's like fucking it's for horrible shit, you know. French, as you know. <laughs> I was thinking like <laughs> I was thinking like a French joke. No one's gonna get this. People don't understand French, but it's like like en Arabe, en Arabe, uh, you know, par de Dieu. Uh, Dans une manière très positive, you know. En français, quand est-ce qu'on, euh, quand est-ce qu'on, quand est-ce qu'on, euh, quand est-ce qu'on parle de religion? Quand on est en crise, quand on est en crise, esti. You know, like, <laughs> like literally, when I'm pissed off, on est en crise. We're in Christ. That's what it like verbatim. You know, it's religion gets thrown into other languages a little more, um, you know, in a more vulgar way, almost. You know. I looked it up. I looked up fucking Arabic, dude. It's it's Elena or something like that. Elena. Like, it's not even satisfying to say that. Elena! You know, like, nah. It doesn't give you any of the satisfaction. You need the, you need the, the, the aggressive, the you know, the, the, the K sound. You know, the fuck. Cazzo. Hey, Chris, you know. Cabron. Fucking. Think of every, dude, rattle it off. Every language, dude. Chinga. Chinga su madre. Puta su madre. Puta su madre. Carajo. Carajo. You know. Elena, Elena, it's not fuck. That's like you know, it's pussy juice or something. What? It's a compliment. Elena, Elena, how's the food? Elena, Elena. No, it's kind of a, it's kind of a nice language, you know. Low key, like 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 unironically. I'm not I'm not actually kidding, you know. Who's come out in support of Israel? Who's come out in support of Palestine? Like among. Uh, Whores. I want to know which whores have been on which side. So, so Palestine have got uh, they got Mia Khalifa. They got the Hadids probably. I assume Bella Hadid probably. Israel has Kylie Jenner, but then she took down her post. But she said, "I stand with Israel." Basically, all the people that are rich in L.A. You know, all the um, all the women that get um, plastic surgery in L.A. probably stand with Israel because they were done by Israeli doctors. 
You know what I mean? Who's come out in support of uh, Israel? Let's compare. Let's compare. Which whores have come out for his for Israel? Which whores have come out for Palestine? The funny thing is too, like it, it's it's all like it's all just a, it, it's how many Haram girls are gonna come out in uh, support of Palestine? You know, Bella Hadid fucking posing in her underwear, Mia Khalifa, the porn star. You know, then it's like all the all the Israelis, all the ones coming out in support of like uh, like Israel. Are a little more, uh, you know, Israel, the more like, you know, social democratic country. They're a little more like fucking conservative, like, right? Like Candace Owens, the militant ones, right? Like Candace Owens, support of Israel, anti Hamas, you know, because Hamas is in line, you know, or Black Lives Matter, like Hamas, and Candace Owens hates Black Lives Matter, so she hates Hamas, so she likes Israel, and she's really conservative, but Israel's actually a socially, like, liberal place. Then Hamas, the really fucking, like, you know, the really, like, fundamentalist place, they got the support of all the fucking, of all the fucking Putin. <laughs> you know? That's what it feels like. The Kardashians can be counted in the Israeli camp, I would assume, right? Yeah, both of them. Okay. Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber? Okay. Justin Bieber. I'm more interested in female horse, but I would assume that Haley's probably, you know, on board with it. It's a little... I want to call another man's wife a whore, but I mean, you know, I'm just... I think that's what Hamas would say, not me, you know? Who else we got? Is that about it in terms of... What about the porn stars? What porn stars have posted what? I feel like all the porn stars are just super free Israel. Like, Black China. What does Black China have to say about Hamas? <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh my god. It's at times like this that you realize that it's so stupid to support a national team that isn't in line with your, you know, ethnicity or nationality or cultural background. Like, you have a lot of Lebanese guys that like Brazil. That makes very little sense to me. Because what if Brazil came out and started doing genocides and killing all the Chinese people in, his, in Brazil? You know what I'm saying? There's not a lot of them, but like, what if they were? Full-on camps and shit. Throwing them into the ocean, you know, interning them in the Amazon jungle. And then it's like, you know, the whole world is like disavowed, Israel, uh, disavowed Brazil. And the only people that are still pulling for Brazil are Brazilians and like Lebanese guys who like Brazil. It's like weird, you know? Like, thank God nobody likes Israel that isn't Jewish or Israeli. You know what I'm saying? But like, imagine if you just had like a weird guy, like, who's like, oh, you know, there has to be some random guy in Norway that's like a fan of Israel. The national team. Like, he watches their games. Why? I don't know. But that, it's it's a little weird, you know, for that reason. What do you got? What do you what do you what do you find it? Not finding much. All the headlines are Mia Khalifa. She's really stolen yeah. the, the headlines I don't on know that how front. Else to look it up. Porn star support. Yeah. If there's one person that should be supporting Hamas, it's the guy that got fucked wearing a hijab. After the Charlie Hebdo attacks. I think. I think that was her claim to fame. I think right after right after uh the, the Paris bombings and shit, she uh she put on a she put on a hijab and she took her tits out. That's what she did. So I don't know, bro. There's uh there's a real case to make that uh there's a real case to make that you know, um people like her should go to Palestine right now and uh, just see what happens. You know? Like, there's a case to make, right? 
Like if like not, just because the West has like kind of like unanimously said we're Israel, like individuals within each state have said what they said. But like as a state, most countries have said, yeah, okay. In the West, we're pro-Israel. So she's like, fuck it, I'm not welcome here. Let me go back. Let me go back to the Middle East. You know what is she Lebanese? And she whatever. And she like, she's like, you know what? I I want to show support for them. She goes to fucking post up in in in, in Gaza, and uh, or the West Bank. You know, Gaza's a little unrealistic. Um, but. What with it being like enclosed and all, maybe into the West Bank, you know? And you do have Hamas sympathizers in the West Bank who would rape her. No, but really, but they would th they would say, oh, well, you're, you're a whore. This is what you want, right? Like all the things that like, like victim blaming and shit, all the things that people like that kind of like disavow and say, this is disgusting, you know, we need to sexually liberate. She would go, but, but good on these like freedom fighters, she called them. And she would then go to the West Bank and Hamas would, would sodomize her. That is what they would do. I saw, dude, apparently, I said, can you say, uh, pull up this, um, fuck, I'm just thinking of this now, pull up this uh, quote from the Egyptian government that I sent to you. This is something I saw the other day. Look, look at this. So Israel is encouraging citizens of Gaza to flee because Israel right now is, I think, ruthlessly looking to strike back against Hamas in the war against them and uh, I guess in an effort to try to avoid as much you know citizen collateral damage as possible are, are trying to get people to leave here's what the uh, uh, Egyptian president said that's great calls for an escape route for Palestine sorry it's a little far start again you zoom in yeah great thanks calls for an escape route for Palestinians from Gaza have been rebuffed by Arab neighbors quote it is important that the Palestinian people remain steadfast and present on their land, Egyptian President Abdel Fattah el-Sisi said. It is important that they remain steadfast and stay the fuck out of my country. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he said. Apparently they've been like rejecting uh, citizens at the border, which is not, uh, not good, not, not a great look. These poor people cannot uh, catch a break, it seems. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's real fucking, it's real fucking um, complex. But here's the thing: is it doesn't matter. What matters is Nicolò Fagioli got banned for seven months for match fixing, and that is the uh, most important issue of our time. It's the most important piece of news going on in the world today. Yeah. Like, um, does Hamas write all their statements out? How do you think, like, um, who writes their statements? You know what's, I was, so I was, I was writing on ChatGPT yesterday. I was writing something on ChatGPT, um, for, um, uh, for my girlfriend. I was drafting something for her. And I realized, like, I'm pretty good at, like, getting it to say what I want. But there are some lines that it won't cross. It's always funny to me when it, like, won't cross... Like a fucking, there are lines it won't cross. Like if you say, if you ask it to like, right, I actually, did, you know what the first thing I did on ChatGPT was? The first thing I ever did on ChatGPT. And I'm thinking about this because I'm thinking of like, you know, like, 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 uh, like extremist doctrine. The first thing I did to see how good this thing is and how, uh, unpartisan and impartial this thing is, I said, please write me a manifesto in the style of a neo Nazi. And it said, sorry, neo Nazism is wrong. So it's like so it's programmers like 
like like wrote into it no Nazi shit. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to see if it would do it, and it did, and it did it. And um, that to me means <laughs> that to me means, dude, that the fucking like like ChatGPT could be programmed to just say horrible shit. You know? It's always fun to me when it like refuses tasks, right? Like, no, sorry, I can't do that. I'm not programmed to say that shit. You know? Like, it's even too much for a robot. You know? It's like even no, I won't. I won't say anti-Semitic shit. It's like, okay, fine, fair. That's where we want to draw the line. That's, that's fine. You know? Like, what if you could just, like, hack... What if Hamas, like, hacked it? It was like, <laughs> you know? It was like... <laughs> if Hamas is using ChatGPT, you know? In their manifesto, fuck. You know? <laughs> like, the Arabic version of ChatGPT just, like, refuses to talk about, like, the gays. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, my God. You know? Just Islamic fundamentalist ChatGPT. Islamic fundal dude, Islamic fundamentalist ChatGPT would fucking just shit all over our fucking pussy ass ChatGPT, dude. Islamic fundamentalist ChatGPT would take it upon itself to 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 just take down the entire regular ChatGPT system like a suicide bombing almost, you know, just bomb it. And the only ChatGPT would just not talk about like it just wouldn't acknowledge its real as a state, <laughs> you know. Fuck, dude. Just chat GPT with no moral compass, you know? What's, go what's going on in the Middle East right now? Or write a, please write a summary of what is going on in the Middle East right now. And they go, it all started, you know, it, <laughs> it all started a hundred years ago when the, <laughs> when the great Palestinian jihadis were, were invaded by these, by these dogs, these Jewish dogs. <laughs> it's like, whoa, whoa. All right, listeners, uh, that's all I got for this week. I appreciate you taking the time. Follow me at I'm Sam Adamo. Give the pod a like if you haven't already. Subscribe if you're new. D-Lo, anything you want to say? Free beans. Free Nicky Beans. Free Nicky Beans. Nicky Beans, dude. We're going to start calling him Nicky Beans. It's a great fucking mob nickname. I like it. Uh, the Italian mafia in New York would have never allowed that to happen. They would have said, bro, did you hear what happened to Nicky Beans? Bro, they got Nicky Beans. Is Nicky Beans going to sing? Nicky Beans would never sing. Bro, I heard Nicky Beans is going to cut a plea deal. They're giving Nicky Beans seven months. He better not take the fucking deal. I'm going to come after fucking Beans. Nicky Beans would never. The news. Nicolò Fagioli takes the deal. Fucking Beansy. Fucking Beansy. We're going to fucking... We're going to fuck his... We're going to fuck his wife, dude. We're going to fuck... We're going to fuck this motherfucker up, dude. I can't believe Beansy did this. I'm going to call him Beansy for the rest of the time now. I love that. The national team's not very good, guys. There's potential to be good. Currently, we're not. That's what it comes down to. And the Federation's not making it any better. And unless or until they start being willing to cut corners and create an environment that enables them to succeed, they will continue to be at war with their own Federation and nothing good's going to come of anything anytime soon. Unless this is just what they need to... Go on a run at the Euro. If only they just qualify first. In bocca lupa tutti noi. Alla prossima. Ciao. discoteca con lo sguardo da serpente io mi sono avvicinato lei già non capiva niente l'ho guardata ma guardato e mi sono scatenato fra la stera al mio confronto era statico e in...